Welcome back to another 10-Minute Tuesday. This week, Joey and I are fresh off the trail coming back from North Dakota, and so we are just feeling a little bit like talking about walk-in hunting for this 10-Minute Tuesday. There's a lot of guys that don't have a boat and do end up doing a lot of walk-in hunting that have asked some questions. So we'll just go ahead and kind of go into it a little bit from what we do. When we were just in North Dakota, we did quite a bit of walk-in hunting. It's it's super fun. I mean, if you're in an area that has tons of small water or just easy access for you to get out to a lake or a slough or whatever, um, areas that hold a lot of birds, that's some of my favorite type of hunting, to be honest. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. No, I do too. But I, a lot of times you just can't drive into the field or drive up to the slough, and so you have to end up uh, carrying a lot of shit. Right. And it can be extremely taxing if you're used to driving into the field. And so, especially if you're hunting a slough, carrying floaters, yeah. ooh, hurts, dude, because you want to bring as many decoys as possible when you're going on a hunt because you think it's going to give you the best opportunity. But you really have to think about, okay, what do we actually need to kill birds? Yeah. And everyone will have a differing opinion. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a different opinion. Me and Joey always have a different opinion of what needs to go in there. I would say one thing, too, that sucks about walking in with those decoys is the once you get to the cattails or the reeds or whatever, even if you're walking through, like, brush, dude, you're going to catch all of the brush on the decoys the whole way through. Right. So you're, like, dragging, you know, reeds or brush or whatever with you, like, the entire way. Right. <clears throat> Whenever we get into like some thick cattails, it's like, how tight can I get the group of ducks that I'm carrying? Because if you're like flopping them around behind you, oh, dude, you're going to get caught a hundred times. It's really hard. You have to, once you've done it a billion times, you have to put it straight behind you and you have to have your gun straight behind you and your blind bag straight behind you. And mm-hmm. that's very difficult to do. You have to take a lot of breaks. Well, especially if you're trying to log in like, you know, 12 to 18 decoys a piece. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of decoys. But yeah, I always try to get mine tied up as far down as I can. So they stay really together. And then, yeah, just walking with them right behind you. But yeah, what do you think? So like you're going on a, a duck hunt. You know that there's like decent birds in the area. How many decoys do you in, like feel like you have to bring with you? Dude, I have to. There has to be two to four dozen, you know. And this is where you and I differ. Like yeah. I will, I will say, hey, let's carry as much in as possible and you will always say no we don't need that yeah i mean for me it's all just like what do i actually think makes a difference so like going from like i think bringing in like two dozen decoys you know i think that that's realistic like you know each person bringing in a dozen decoys that's you probably have to but once you get into like three four dozen decoys like i just don't think going from two to three dozen in a lot of the situations makes that big of a difference but it just depends i think it does it depends how many birds you're hunting that are using that or not or if you're just pulling ones and twos it's just kind of a situational thing i guess i think it depends on the size of water that you're hunting and then also um how much comfort you want to give the birds so like the more decoys you have the more enticing it is or the more comfortable they feel coming into it you know so more is better in my opinion unless it's a tiny little area then obviously you want birds to be able to land into it so six to two dozen six decoys to two dozen 
depending on the body of water. Yeah, for me, like I guess part of it is what what is realistic, you know? Because there's a lot of spots where if you're walking in, maybe that body of water has like a hundred birds on it, or you know, let's say a thousand. I mean, you just depending on the situation. But if you can't get to where the thousand birds are or where the hundred birds are, and you're trying to shoot ones, twos, threes, whatever, or you're just kind of setting up on a point, hoping for some pass shooting. Like those are situational things where you're just like three dozen decoys. You know, I don't know how much of a difference it makes right here. Like you're tough. It just depends. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm always going to go for more, right? More is better, you know? And if you can, it gets tough when you have more people too. So you want to bring like a panel blind or an A-frame. It's like, uh, that place, uh, bleep this out. It's like when we go to, uh, like you want to just sit into the cattails, but when you have more than three people, you're going to get seen. And so you should bring an A-frame. Just, yeah, know? it all depends on how thick the cattails are. Well, they're never, hunting. they're never thick enough. Standing That's in water <laughs> or on land? They're never thick enough. That's my thing. So if you're going and you're hunting more than three people you should bring a panel blind my only thing with the panel blind and the cattails dude is sometimes i feel like when you have like four dudes standing like four or five feet apart you know and you're in like thick cattails i I sometimes feel like that's better than if you have a panel that you put out because then from above with the panel everyone's together and now you're like a black hole you know what i mean no the reason why i like the panel better is because People constantly walk in and out, and you trash your hide in the first volley of birds every single time. Every single time. No one just follows the same path out, whereas in an A-frame, everyone's going out of the same place, so there's less brush knocked down, so your hide is still intact. Yeah. That's the re- that's my reasoning for it. It just all, yeah, I guess it all depends. It's like, can you get four dudes to take one step in and not, you know, not leave? No. Nope. No. No, you can't. So. So, yeah. it's like a... I don't know. And and people, when they're in their own space, they make themselves more comfortable and like they just, they trash their hide. They trash it. And so it just, as the day goes on, the hide's gone and birds see you. So it's just one of those deals where I'm like, if we can bring it, please let's bring it just. And then also if we wanted to go out on that point where we were this weekend, we had the panels would have been just fine. You know. Yep. But since we didn't have the panels, we had to hunt where we hunted. Mm-hmm. And we could have done better over there for sure. Right. But, I mean, but it's just. And that's, and that's the decision, you know, and that's where it becomes a decision. Like, this weekend we had, what was it? How far was that? 900 yards. Yeah. Something like that. 900 yeah. yard walk. Just over a half mile, something like that. So, when you're walking into that and it's through cattails and marsh and brush and trees and shit, like, like just depending on what your walk is. There's like 50 yards through cattails, but it wasn't yeah. bad. No. No, the the main walk was through pasture land or whatever, but it's just all like how many trips are you going to take in, you know? Like we're walking a, a very realistic distance that you don't want to come back to the truck to get stuff. Right. So then it's just like, what can each guy carry and what's your necessity? I mean, the best case scenario is to have a giant jet sled. That's the best case scenario. And if I, next time I go out to North Dakota, I'm definitely bringing one. I can't not have a jet sled anymore. Can you imagine just like throwing four dozen decoys in a jet sled and walking all the other stuff on your back? Yeah. Then just pulling it around your hips. Right. 
so much easier. Yeah, that or even just like, have you seen those carts that are on the big rubber wheels and stuff too? Like even just one of those. Decoy like carts. 100%. They have an electric motor on it too. What? Yeah. They have an electric one now? Nick Johnson. Literally. He's been using that for years, dude. Damn, I I have not seen that. Oh, yeah. It's like a electric bike motor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the cart goes faster than you could ever go. That's so insane. Yeah. When we I, went out, it was like on a quarter speed, was it? Because any faster than that, it just would get away from you. <laughs> and how many could he fit in there? DSDs? I think he had three dozen and two layouts. Yeah. That's sick. All individually bagged. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. A yeah. decoy cart would probably be, but it's, that takes up your entire truck bed too. Yeah. So you're not fitting anything. For sure. Yeah. You could disassemble it every time you go, but I don't think it's worth it. But yeah, the best case scenario is to just put it in a damn trailer and then put all your shit in the decoy cart when you're ready to hunt. If you have to walk in and Bob's your uncle. Yeah. That'd be so nice. What are those cost? Do you know? I did not know. They were. I think he said they were pretty spendy, but he made a lot of a lot of adjustments to it too. Right. No, he definitely did. But like a jet. So anyway, I think you're right though. Just to the basic necessity of it, a jet sled is like imperative. Whatever you're not carrying with your hands, like carrying a dozen decoys. Like we made that video. Oops. Uh, oh. We made a video on how to tie up your decoys and hang them without having any memory and not have them hang down six feet because all of our lines are six foot. Yeah. But um, carry them like that, and then they're hitting, like, your butt. But when you're carrying 12 decoys like this over your shoulder, your hand just gets raw, and especially if it's cold out. Good night. Good night, dude. Yeah, brutal. But obviously that's walking in on public land in the Midwest. Obviously there's different ways to do it in the timber because you're in water. Right. So if you have a jet sled in water, pretty nice, but you'll get hung up on trees and all that stuff. And I haven't walked in a whole lot on public land timber hunting, so I don't know shit. Yeah, like like none, pretty much so. But that said, it's just about making the decisions about what you absolutely need and then how much each guy can carry and then go for a walk. Get in there, bud. On Decoy Carts' website, it says <laughs> there's a million backs saved, 41 states and provinces it's sold in, <laughs> and 200 satisfied customers. Nice. Pretty slick. Yeah. Pretty slick. They have an amphibious one. Oh. Oh, my. It doesn't give me a price, though. Oh. I might have to look into that. All right. Any other tips before we close this up, Joe? No, I think that's good. Okay. Yeah, just pair down with what you need. Get a backpack for your blind bag. That's one I would say. But really quick before we pull out of here, backpack blind bag, that can help a lot, or at least one that has a good shoulder strap on it. Get your gun with a strap on it or bring it out in a case that's light and that you can carry easily. They're 700 bucks, dude. Electric-powered honker hauler. <sighs> 700 bucks. I would do that. Yeah. I'd buy that instantly. So... <laughs> Kind All right, no well, brainer. there you go. Uh, jet sled, black backpack, blind bag. Decoy cart. Decoy cart. And then just figure out what you need yeah. to bring out there. What do you need? What you need, bro. Always need more. Changes every time. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon.